At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about the principles of personal defense. So, there's a book by uh, Jeff Cooper, who I believe ended up as Colonel Jeff Cooper. Um, He uh, wrote called uh, Principles of Personal Defense, and... uh, Man, he had some great ideas. He's got some other great books. Uh, uh, to Ride, Shoot Straight, and Tell the Truth, I think, is another one. And I think that one had come out first and then later this one. But anyway, kind of, it's all about situational awareness. Um, and, man, you know, just decisiveness and being able to take action when things come up. A lot of times people, uh, you know, you're so worried about doing the right thing. And well, maybe this guy's okay. Maybe this guy doesn't have ill intentions, but you kind of get that internal feeling, you know, where the hairs on your neck kind of stand up when, Oh, I'm in a situation. You see a guy and, you know, I know one book I I read it as uh, they described it as, well, he had shifty eyes, Mm. you know, and that's kind of, you know, you want to watch out for the guy for with shifty eyes you kind of can talk to people and, and after hearing two or three sentences from them, you know that there's something shady going on. And I'm not saying with everybody, I'm just saying, 
you notice with some people, you're like, yeah, this guy is really got something going on and some ill intent, the way they move, the way they look around, the way they talk. Mm -hmm. So something to, you know, kind of be aware of and, and whatever. And the idea is that in, in a stressful time, a situation where, you know, uh, a shit hits the fan kind of scenario after an EMP where, you know, uh, power goes down for 10 days and, and you call nine, basically anytime you call 911 and you get a busy signal, that's when these rules kind of really start to kick in and, mm -hmm. and apply. Um, the idea is when nobody else can help you, you need to up your level of reaction. And in a way, you need to be prepared all the time, right? I mean, if somebody comes up to you in a dark alley, it's a lot better to come out of it. Well, I'm alive. He's dead. I can tell the story. Then mm -hmm. you're dead and he's alive. I mean, you know, th there's a point. But you, you always kind of get that second guessing of, well, what's the right thing? Can I really use my gun? Can I, you know, I know when I lived in New York, it was a big thing. You couldn't, uh, you know, it, pretty much, even if in most states you would be completely justified in a shooting. Right. New, in York. New York, there would be like, well, you know, you had an obligation to kind of retreat and whatever. And more and more society is, is judging things by that standard of, well, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, he was taking your stuff. But is your stuff really worth that much? Is it, you know, I mean, you know, is it worth the value of a human life? And I would maybe make an argument, well, it's probably worth more than that human life, but right. from somebody that's willing to come and take from your family and your hard labor, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know in New York, even if somebody breaks into your house, they have to be right. coming into the room you're in or in your kid's room before you can actually use uh, deadly force justifiably, which is ludicrous but i mean that's just that's just new york state that's how how they operate you know the, the the law law protects the criminal more than the uh more than the uh yes citizen well, right and more and more that's that's our society and culture is you know i mean really if you have something that others don't there's a a fair percentage of our society now that feels that there's some kind of wrong or evil manipulation going on on your part to make that happen. Right, right. You had to take advantage of somebody else to, uh, right, to, to get to what you a, got. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which I mean, is didn't ridiculous. You, didn't you climb over other people to get there? Uh huh. So Jeff Cooper won. This book was written in a different time. Um, you know, I know most of the. Uh, the videos I saw him talking about it were in black and white. So, you know, that's, yeah, that, that tells you a little bit. It's been around and I think they had revised in like 2000 or something. So, you know, that's still 20 years ago, you know, so yeah. it's, it's, it's been around. Um, so let's kind of jump in. You seem to have uh seven principles and that kind of sum it all up. And like I said, these are not to meet the societal moral um, code, uh, whatever. It's not to work within the laws of your state. These are about survival. These right. are about how to come out of a situation and not be the guy that's dead. And like I said, when you're in the world where 911 isn't answering, these are definitely going to come into play. And I would like to say that they really should come into play all the time and you deal with the consequences later. 
But I will say also, I have upped the level of training and, and uh, you know, practice that I have just to accommodate and work within the law. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I have put a great deal of effort into upping my skill just so I can try and comply and, and give a little bit more. But every second that you give to an attacker is really putting your life in danger, you know? Um, so, you know, waiting for them to say the right things. I know one of the big things in the Navy, um, back in the day there was we had these ridiculous rules of engagement and they've gotten worse, you know, more and more, but we would have these, uh, these like peer sentry watches or quarter deck watches where you're standing guard. Basically somebody could walk up with a gun in their hand, but if they didn't point it at you, you couldn't do anything. You had to right. be like, Oh, Oh, sirs, please stop. Mm-hmm. And then they'd keep walking and you'd be like, well, I can't shoot you or anything, but really stop. Yeah. And you'd have to let them get right now. When they lifted up their gun and pointed it at you, then we could shoot him. Mm-hmm. I could shoot him in the shoulder or whatever one time. And he puts the gun down and goes, Hey, Hey, I'm not shooting anymore. And you'd be like, all right, I have to stop shooting. And then he could walk up even closer. And then as soon as he lifted his gun again, then I could react, you know, right. it was kind of always, uh, and, and that's kind of the way they tie our hands in society. Now mm-hmm. is that's really what is expected. You know, you have to be in immediate danger or, you know, or you have the obligation to kind of retreat or whatever. Now, you know, those of you in in Texas or in, in my state or, you know, other ones around, not really the case. Um, pretty much you're in my house and you're not leaving. I can shoot you. And that's, you know, whatever. Now, if they did change it recently where I am, that uh, if they're fleeing, so if they're running out the front door, I'm not supposed to shoot them. So, you know, whatever, that's almost reasonable in my book, but you know, mm-hmm. still I, I'm like, you know, you came in my house. That was your first mistake. Right. Right. You made the mistake here. And in that you, sort of situation, mistake, it's not me. Right. Right. In that sort of situation to me, it seems that, uh, it seems that a lot of society is, is, uh, a little bit ridiculous about, about these types of, uh, you know, rules about, you know, protecting yourself and just because somebody's leaving doesn't mean they're going they're not going out to their car to get their gun, you know, just because right. somebody's leaving doesn't mean that they have no ill intent anymore. And, uh, right. you know, you come into my house uh, uninvited and you're taking your own life in your hands. That's it. But, my, um, my obligation is to protect my family. And and in a way, protecting myself is protecting my family. Um, You know, I'm a big provider in my family and I take care of things and I can't be there to look out for my family if I'm dead. So, right. You know, that's a big thing. A lot of people end up doing where they find they they work themselves kind of to death trying to take care of everyone else. And you got to realize that taking care of your own self is very important in, you know, in protecting others. If you're not taking care of your own self, you know, doing your own, watching your diet somewhat, you know, taking care of your health, not working yourself as you're getting sicker and sicker and ignoring, you know, symptoms and things like that. You're like, yeah, but I have to keep going. I have to keep, you know, paying the bills for my family. 
Well, right. if you end up dying next week, that's not gonna. That's not you know, helpful. To it's any, not gonna anybody. help anybody. Yeah. So that's something to you know be aware of and something that you understand what you're doing. So anyway, as we get there, the the first principle that he outlines is uh, alertness, and this is just true situational awareness. Um, one of the right. quotes in the article that, that the chapter that I read was uh, a commander may be forgiven for being defeated, but never for being surprised. Mm-hmm. And that's right. the thing. I mean, you may be outgunned and outnumbered and outmatched, you know, physically and training wise, you know, um, tactically, I guess would be the word. Uh, you may be outmatched, but you at least should be paying attention. You know, and you should be thinking of scenarios and what might be happening and what might go on around you and how to prepare for that kind of thing. That stuff matters. You know, it's your job as a leader. And when I say leader, I mean, your job as the head of the family, your job as, you know, as a man, as a provider protector, you know, some people are like, oh, well, a woman can. And yeah, a woman can. But your job as a man is to take care of your family. And I believe that. And I'm not afraid to say it. I don't know if you guys noted, uh, we use uh, Squadcast and they make us uh, pick out a pronoun before we uh, come on. Cause, <laughs> Which you is know, the most politically correct world. So uh, I put awesome as my pronoun. pronoun. I'm just saying, uh-huh. I, I bring that to the table, right? Um, you know, I was going to put they or whatever, but I, I didn't understand really what that meant. So, I don't, yeah, I don't understand how that stuff operates. Um, but, That's the thing is a commander needs to be in charge and you as a man or as a protector of your family, be it a woman, whatever, your job is to be aware of what's going on, what potential threats are out there, what, you know, really can hurt or affect your family. Um, And that's protecting your livelihood, your everything. Go ahead. Yeah, I think a lot of that, <clears throat> a lot of that comes down to you know the basics. You know, it, uh, it's a woman's job to protect herself and her kids, but a, a man, it's his job to protect everybody around him. You know, even even strangers you don't know. I think a, a man has an obligation to uh, protect people that you know might find themselves in a shitty situation. If I'm walking into the gas station and I see some dude smacking the shit out of his girlfriend. That's my that's my job to 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 fix that, you know, to keep that from happening, whether or not I know these people, you know, that doesn't that doesn't really make a difference. Um, And I think when it comes down to alertness, like we're talking about, uh, that really applies anytime you're going out of your house. You have to have a a little bit of a heightened awareness of what's going on around you, who's around you. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times. You can walk into a, you know, a gas station or, a, you know, a grocery store or something and, and look around at the people around you and you can identify the people that could potentially be problems. You know, they're not they're not obvious, uh, you know, obviously, you know, wearing a sign that says uh, I'm going to be an issue, but right. you can generally tell if somebody's going to be a problem or not just by looking right. at, it. you know, you you have that intuition. That's something that. um that's something that's important that you rely on your intuition, you know, and there's certain situations where it's best to, to just turn around and walk out just to, just to not be there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always important to, um, to try and deescalate a situation. You know, you don't necessarily, I mean, right. 
you don't necessarily go to violence as your number one as your number one uh uh solution i it's always worked for me but i mean you know everybody everybody has their own uh has their own uh you know internal uh uh rules of engagement that you know they abide by and it's important that you have a have a uh uh, comprehension of what you're willing to do in given situations before those situations uh, take place. Right. Right. Know your role kind of before that's, I definitely play out scenarios everywhere I go and, and just kind of, you know, think of what could happen and, and where it would come from and what I would do if that, but it's one to train myself to react. So I have a decision made. You know, they, they say if you decide what you would do before it, you know, before it would happen, you're going to go right there instead of second guessing. Well, what's right? What's wrong? What's whatever? When you play it out, you're like, all right, I've contemplated this. And I'm not talking about spend every life, par- every minute of your life paranoid. What I'm saying is to be aware and give it 10 seconds. Hey, you know, what if somebody came in there? What if that happened? What would I do? All right. Where's the exit? Where's something I could go for cover? Where's something, you know, that I could go to hide people? Where's something I could, you know, each scenario, at least you're prepared for it. One of the things uh, they mentioned under alertness was that uh, there was a a German pilot in World War II, uh, Hartman, I think was his name, and he had 352 confirmed victories, right? Mm -hmm. But he said that 80% of his victims never knew he was even in the sky or anywhere near him, mm-hmm. like had no idea. Right. And that's a lot of times how it happens. And it's not necessarily the skill of the attacker, although that's going to be part of it, but it's also people don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how much more so now that people walk down the road on your phone, looking at text messages, looking at Facebook. I mean, shit, if people are doing it driving, you know they're doing it walking, right? Right. So, right. People's situational awareness or alertness in general is definitely not at at an all time high. That's all I would you know add to that. Right. But uh, next thing I would look at is decisiveness. Um, right. It is difficult for a de- domesticated man to change his instinct into one who can take quick, decisive action to meet a violent emergency. All right. Yeah. Now that's definitely, you know, something to consider because think of, you know, we talked in the past about, you know, so kind of beefing up the locks on your home and, and things like that. Cause when you're sitting on the couch with a beer or whatever, and you're watching, you know, I don't know, Roseanne or whatever it is people watch, uh, I guess Last Man Standing is the the new TV show that people watch. I don't know anything about it. I don't watch TV. I don't have cable. (laughs) I don't know what the hell is going on in the world, right? I mean, uh, but anyway, so you're watching that Ruby Ridge documentary on YouTube. Mm -hmm. There you go. All of a sudden, your door kicks open and, you know, it's like, uh, what do I do? And you kind of panic. And you don't jump up and react right away. And it takes a minute to process the situation. Right. One, that's why we talked about putting a little bit better doors that might buy you a minute or two minutes before the guy's standing in your living room. But how right. many of you have your gun sitting next to you? How many of your gun on mm-hmm. your hip or, you know, right next to you? Right. Not All everybody. the time. A lot of people don't. 
a lot of not people when you're don't. relaxed at home. It might even just be, oh, it's up in my bedroom on the desk, you know, or right or whatever. And and not that you need a gun for you know your self defense is the only option. But I'm just saying we're not always prepared. So decisiveness comes into an issue where you need to be able to take like quick, violent action. And that's something that has been conditioned out of us in society. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know one of the instances uh, that come to mind is uh, like on 9-11, right? With the attacks on the planes, people were kind of taught to, oh, well, let's just let the authorities handle this because yeah. I'm just going to get in the way. And, you know, it was only people talking on the ground to their families or whatever, where they're like, oh, no, this is happening everywhere and it's not working out. They don't plan on landing Mm. and letting hostage negotiators work it out that, you know, the the one that went down in Pennsylvania, that they were able to say, hey, let's make a decision that we're going to stop this. We're not going to be we're not going to take other people with us, you know. Right. And that's decisive action. Now, it may not have been as yeah, decisive as I would have liked, you know, I mean, you, you, people don't jump up right away and quick because as things start unfolding, that's the moment that you can kind of, you know, change the outcome is mm-hmm. when you react quickly, when the guys got you all lined up, they frisked you and you're all standing in the corner and they're all pointing guns at you. It's not the time to, Hey, you know, we should do something. We should get out of here. This looks like this is going to end bad, but I feel like as society, we are so conditioned to kind of go along with authority. And sadly, the guy with the gun is the authority, you know, and Mm -hmm. and we just kind of instinctively go into that role of of becoming a victim. Um, Right. The next is uh, aggressiveness, or did you want to add anything to this? No, that's that's good. So, Yeah. yeah, so aggressiveness it really means taking the, taking the initiative. Um, you know, like we were talking about with, with alertness, being aware of what's going on, you know, aggression, aggressiveness kind of goes along with that, you know, being aware, making, making up your mind ahead of time about what's going to happen and then taking action. Um, you know, a lot of the time people talk about aggressiveness as, as being assertive and that's, you know, that that's fine. But I think in this situation, it's more of a, uh, uh, you know, taking action before somebody else takes action or taking action um, as soon as the situation arises and not, you know, not debating with yourself in your own head about, you know, about how it's going to play out and what what you should do, right. uh, you know in in five minutes if if you know it things escalate because things once things start escalating it needs to either be de-escalated well it needs to be de-escalated in one way or another right and i think it's important to have that in your mind uh before these situations start unfolding yeah i i think i ended up kind of combining decisiveness and aggressiveness there somewhere i kind of yeah. Segued from one to the other, but it's alertness, decisiveness, aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. And the other quote I have with aggressiveness is the best personal defense is an explosive counterattack. Mm-hmm. And right. that's, you know, it's overwhelming violence. That's aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. And when you bring that, you know, when, when, uh, what, what is it? I uh, in casino with Joe Pesci mm-hmm. and, uh, the, 
uh, takes the pen and like stabs the guy in the back and whatever it's nobody, you know, nobody's expecting the over to the top like that. Um, right. There was an episode of the Sopranos somewhere along the way and, and they're like in Jersey or something and it's a union construction crew and they're sitting like under an overpass taking a break and they're all like hanging out, uh, you know, bullshitting about something or another. And somebody says something about somebody's sister or something, you know, I don't even remember the details, but, mm-hmm. and the guy's like kind of sees the guy's rage in his face, you know, when he says something, he's like, Oh shit. You know, I just stepped in it. And he ends up, uh, he's like, Hey, Hey man, I'm really sorry. Oh no, don't worry about it. No, it's cool. Don't worry don't, about don't it. Sweat it. Yeah. And, and then, but like 30 seconds later, he smashes a bottle across the guy's face and that's aggressiveness. You know, mm-hmm. nobody expects that kind of reaction. People expect right. the, the slow, subtle, you know, Hey, and they put their fists up and come on, or, you know, right. They point the gun. If you move, I'm going to shoot you. That's not aggressiveness. Right. That's, that's violence, but it's not aggressive. It's, mm-hmm. you know, aggressive is when you just kind of explode with it with action and that's and then you know that segues into speed as the next thing and being able to react quickly and that's where your handgun training your time on your your, the range comes into play um the quick draw the practicing you know uh you know, the, the draw and, you know, can I get up from sitting down and, and, you know, get on the target? Can I acquire new targets quickly? Um, speed, overwhelming strength is of no importance if it is not brought to bear before it is preempted. Now think about that before it's preempted. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the thing. If you're not quick enough, and they have time to react, then it's all kind of pointless. It doesn't really right. matter. But I mean, I think that's kind of, you know, self-explanatory. Um, I think one of the other things that I was thinking about is do unto others, but do it first. Right. You know, it's, you know, they're like, oh, but yeah, mm-hmm. you need to take action and take charge and just kind of bring <laughs> it. Um, And then, this is kind of going to sound a little contrary, but, but work with me here. Um, the next one is coolness, self-control, um, mm-hmm. being able to play your moment. Sometimes, you know, if you see the 10 guys standing there, uh, you know, attacking a child, right? You're like, oh, there's 10 people and they're all standing around in a circle and, and they're bullying a child your rage will kind of overcome you and I have to go do something and you run out and you end up just getting yourself shot, you know, Mm -hmm. but by being patient and taking a time and looking for the right opportunity to where, you know, you can win is, you know, a whole different level. They say self-control is the one thing a sociopath does not usually possess. And you can use your self-control to his undoing. Good. Right, right. That's intelligent. I know, uh, you know, a lot of the time when when you get into a, a fight with somebody, um, you know, humans, people in general get tunnel vision. You know, you get very focused on the one person in front of you. And, uh, yes. you know, you have to have you have to have, a you know, a, a split second in your head where you can kind of step back and be aware of your surroundings before things, you know, before you get into it with somebody. 
Um, you know, you might be looking at one person right in front of you that you're yelling about and not aware that two of their friends are, you know, standing 15 feet behind you, um, you know, and watching things unfold. You have to be aware of your surroundings before you uh, start taking start taking uh, serious action. And I think, uh, you know, coolest coolness, keeping a level head. That's really important when it comes to these sorts of situations, you know, where where, uh, you know, you might you might see yourself. Uh, or see something taking place and you feel like you have to do something about it immediately and before, before it gets worse, but you have to be aware of your surroundings and you have to be aware of what's going on and you have to keep a level head where, like you said, you don't just charge into something like that um, without, without making a plan. And uh, you know, when it comes to like, you know, five people or 10 people beating the shit out of you at the same time, you know, it kind of gets to be like a soccer match where your head's the ball, you know? So what my suggestion <laughs> That's is not a place you want to yeah, be right where what my suggestion is, if you find yourself in that situation where you're fighting more people than, than, uh, uh, than you can handle you, what you have to do is just focus on one person, you know, go, comes for, goes from being a soccer match, uh, with your face to, uh, playing soccer with a ball that might, might bite your nose off, you know? You, right. you want to focus on one person and fuck them up. And then, you know, you're going to get you're going to get your ass beat. But at least uh, at least you're going to take somebody to the hospital with you. And those sorts of situations, you know, that's a bad situation to be in. And you don't want to find yourself right. in that situation. Um, you know, but when you do, that's that's just my recommendation. My experience is focus on one person and and take everything out exactly. on that one person instead of trying to fight everybody at once. I'm not Jason Statham. I can't, I can't do that shit where you, you beat the shit out of everybody in a room, you know? And, and that is where training, but I got to say a handgun or a rifle uh, helps. That makes a difference, doesn't it? That's definitely an equalizer. Mm -hmm. But I have seen, I mean, one of the things, you know, as you get into the more detailed stuff in the, in the book is, uh, you know, they talk about, it is possible to overcome five attackers who are armed when you're one there that's armed. But, you know, that's when you start shooting when they're mid sentence and everyone's right. kind of casual and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're the guy who can take five quick, accurate shots, you know, right. reacquire. And it's going to take training. It's going to take some effort and time. But even when you're against one or two people having that quick action and it's going to, you know, make a difference. And that leads us to our next one, which is ruthlessness and being right. able to now the way they started ruthless is, is anyone who will willfully and maliciously attacks another without sufficient cause deserves no consideration. Now think about mm-hmm. that. I mean, that really, how many times are we like, well, it's not appropriate to just shoot this guy just because he's coming up for my wallet. I mean, I don't even know right. if he'd really hurt me. So no, that's not an excuse, you know, and right. when it comes to your survival, giving them the edge instead of the quick reaction mm-hmm. it could be your undoing. Um, let your attacker worry about his own life, right? Um, yeah, I thought that was an just, uh, interesting phrase. Right. Let your attacker worry you know, about themselves. Yeah. Because you're like, hey, you know, what if this guy's got a family? What if this guy's just trying to feed his babies? Well, 
yeah, that's not your problem. Um, and I mm-hmm. don't mean we don't need to be caring and looking out for other people. But when they made a choice to come attack you with force, when they brought a knife and threatened you or brought a gun or just came to take your belongings and what you've worked hard for and they're taking food mm-hmm. from your baby's bellies, then they don't deserve your consideration. And that's, you know, that that's their problem, not yours. Um Basically, another thing to consider is if you're justified in a shooting, then you're justified in killing, you know, mm-hmm. um, right. If, you know, if, if you're going to get away with it legally to shoot somebody like, oh, they broke into my house, so I had to shoot them. Well, then making an accurate shot and doing it in a ruthless uh, kind of way. Now, again, I have to put the disclaimer in New York, that'll backfire on you. Right. You know, I, I know that they were like, well you know, hollow point bullets are extremely lethal. Did you need to use extremely lethal bullets? Couldn't mm-hmm. you have used the less full metal jacket, less lethal bullets? Yeah. You know, yeah. you were clearly looking to kill somebody when you put those bullets in your gun. Mm-hmm. And no, yeah, no you're I'm, looking. Go ahead. Right. You're, you're looking to end the situation before it escalates. It might, my personal self-defense weapon in my in my house is a shotgun that's what i that's my go-to and i don't i don't load it with bird shot hoping to like you no. know kind of hurt somebody so if they I get scared and run away. Them a little bit yeah they'll, they'll yeah. back away you hit them with bird shot they'll just leave that's right not that, the go that sound of the gun cocking is going to scare them away no it, it, it no. maybe maybe but i'm not going to yeah, wait and find might. out if that's going to be the situation yeah and i'm not going to wait to see if the bird shot scares them away either it's buckshot and it's, and it's slugs and it's you candy caned all the way down, you know? And, uh, you know, <sighs> if it's, if it's, if you're already in my house uninvited, you're already a threat to my family and I'm not going to wait and see right. how it plays out, you know? And that's, that's when right. it comes to it, ruthlessness, your situation, right. right? And I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop shooting as soon as the person's down. I'm going to stop shooting when there's no way that they're getting up and moving, you know? That's that's when you stop, you know, maybe keep an extra round because you don't know if somebody else is uh, there as backup. But, uh, you know, I'm not saying unload on somebody, but unload minus one, you know. Yeah. Um, No, exactly. I mean, that's something you guys need to, you know. But the thing is, you need to make these decisions and think about it now Mm -hmm. when things are calm and controlled and you can logically play out scenarios. When you can decide what's it, you know, how am I willing to protect my family? What am I willing to do? How much do you, how much are you willing to risk in order to, you know, keep everybody safe? And again, you can't take care of your family when you're in jail, right? That doesn't help. Right. I'm not saying that, but I'm also saying considering, you know, somebody else's situation before your own, when they chose to do you harm is not going to, you know, it's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. Um, and number seven, we come down to surprise. Um, it says, uh, there can be no strategic surprise in defense, right? Cause you're defending. So it kind right. of, is an oxymoron right. kind of thing, but you can achieve tactical surprise. And that's what I'm talking about when, you know, the guy smashes the bottle on his face, you know, whatever the guy didn't right. see that coming. Nobody thought Mm -hmm. because he de-escalated the situation and then brought extreme violence, you know, or instant violence. And yeah, and I think that's what surprise is, you know, 
It's that instant violence, that that instant reaction. You know, right. somebody might, you know, be looking at you thinking that they can bully you or, you know, push you around right. and and get you to comply with them. And, you know, you have to be extremely aggressive. I've, I've noticed that in most fights uh, that I've seen or been involved with, the people that that win the fight are the people that are willing to put the other person in the hospital. You know, right. Some people want to, like, restrain the other person or, you know, or or back away or whatever. That's going to get your ass fucked up. You know, you need to you need to be the one that's that's aggressive. I know that uh, um, when Patton arrived in North your... Africa. OK, when Patton arrived in North Africa, uh, Rommel was studying his his tactics. And uh, what he said was, I'm going to attack him and push him into the sea before he does the same same to me. You know, you have that you have both right. you have to be aggressive in those sorts of situations. You know, you don't you can't uh rely on your opponent to set the standard of of how things are going to take place. You need to be well, in how, be contr- in control of that. Exactly. How often do you see a fight play out where even with two or three attackers when you see a guy defending himself, he's throwing three or four, you know, blows to the cheek or to the stomach or the side. And, but could you imagine five blows to the chest or one blow to your throat? Mm -hmm. You know, which one is going to be the one that stops you, but yeah. What are we more likely to do psychologically? Mm -hmm. Right. You're a lot less likely to punch somebody in the throat and, you know, end the fight or grab right. your thumb in somebody's eye hole. You know, that's, right. that's not something people do, but that's what's going to end the fight and get you out of there. Right. Now, yeah, that's you're it. permanently maiming somebody. That's true, mm-hmm. with, you know, but those are the things. Or, you know, I I hate to say it. I mean, people get punched in the nose all the time. That that happens. But you're, I think, way more likely to blast somebody in the cheek or the side of the head than you are to blast them right in the face and break their nose right. and kind of, you know, shove it mm-hmm. in. Or I, I know one of the things they used to talk about, I, I remember like girls telling me in like elementary school about, you know, using the palm of your fist and like driving somebody's nose up into their skull or something. But that's yeah, not I think that's from do. the last boy scout. That's not, and it's is not, that, what it is? that doesn't actually work. You can't actually, that doesn't, that's you can't actually do it that way, but right. no. Right. But I mean, it's, it's just, it's, yeah, yeah, it's people who don't think aggressively like that. No, but I do know when you get blasted in the nose hard, your eyes water, right. it blurs your vision. That's it. You can't it's, see anymore. Right. And for the moment. Yep. I mean, it, it, it buys you moments and people mm-hmm. don't go with aggressive action like that. And that's a big thing. Something you need to consider. Um, so be aware start thinking about these things before you end up in that situation. You know, that's what's going to end up, you know, really, uh, you know, changing the outcome. That's how you're going to protect your family. That's how you're going to take care of things. Um, Waiting to see, you know, well, maybe this shifty guy, you know, really just wants to, you know, get directions to, you know, the neighbor's house or something, but maybe you should just shoot him in the eye. You know, I mean, it could go either way. <laughs> now, I'm yeah. not saying somebody comes to your door trying to sell you encyclopedias that you just whip out the gun and shoot him in the eye before he has a chance. I'm mm-hmm. saying trust your gut. I'm saying when yeah. things seem like they're really suspicious, 
be on guard and be ready to react, be, you know, ready to, uh, take aggressive, violent action. Um, Mm -hmm. it's funny. One of the, uh, the, the things in the article was they were like, yeah, they're using this book for uh, training at, at law enforcement agencies, but they actually had it reprinted to take out ruthlessness and aggressiveness because they were like, oh, that, that'll set the wrong tone and whatever. Right. But the bottom line, you got to be prepared to, you know, really take action or you are putting your life in danger. And that's, that's honestly, I hate to say it. The reason that a lot of good cops are the ones that get shot. And it's not because it's because they're willing to give more of a chance. And I mean, good is a good person because you give mm-hmm. people more of a chance and more of a benefit of the doubt. And well, you know, I'm trying to help you. And it's the ones that are crazy and just kind of shoot people for the hell of it. But again, that that's where that coolness comes into play too. It's really take a second to read, you know, the situation enough, but again, be prepared to react when it's warranted. And when you look at and you understand what the signs are, that's when you're going to be able to, uh, you know, really take the appropriate action. So that's what I got on that. What do you think, Kevin? I think that, uh, yeah, I think that sounds pretty good. I think that a lot of these situations, uh, you know, you go through your life every day and, and don't encounter, you know, a bad person trying to do you harm right. until you do, you know, exactly. until that person does show up. And, uh, you know, it's like, I, like I always, you know, like I, I, I was saying earlier, it's, it's a lot easier to, uh, just turn around and walk away. You know, there's no reason to, you know, get into an argument, get into a fight with somebody you don't know. Right. Uh, that's what, not what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about is when somebody's intending on doing you harm, whether or not, you know, you know, if you step on somebody's foot, it's easy to apologize to them. It doesn't cost you anything. Right. Right. That's not what we're talking about. We're, you know, we're talking about when somebody's aggressively coming towards you to take what you have or to do you harm, you know, that's what we're talking about. Also, this is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not suggesting right? you go out and fuck people up, but and be like, well, Kevin told me yeah. to shoot somebody in the eye. Yeah. It'd be a lot cooler if you did, but I'm not. Right. Suggesting it was really me. That. But, you know, yeah. Right. You know, right. It happened. But that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you got to realize is, you know, we're not. The thing is, there's always the unexpected. You never know how a fight is really going to end until it ends, mm-hmm. you know, Look at Chris Kyle, you know, amazing sniper guy, badass, whatever. And then somebody takes him out where it's completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. It's always possible. If you can avoid a confrontation, that's the right choice. But when a confrontation finds you and it's unavoidable, you need to be able to react quickly and take action. Um, there's no reason to get stabbed or, you know, injured when you could just de-escalate it by apologizing. Being mm-hmm. a hothead or a jackass is not going to help anybody. It's not going to help your family. It's not going to help you. It's not going to make your life easier. You need to, you know, decide what's right and take action, but act when it's time to act, you know, consider things before, uh, before you react. That's all. Mm-hmm. So we did actually uh, record this podcast for YouTube. 
So you could check this out, watch this video, and you're probably like, well, I just listened to this, so I don't know that I want to uh, you know, sit through it all again, and that's okay. But what I would say is if watching it on YouTube or having it go on in the background while you're doing other things in the shop or whatever, um, you want to do that. You want to just see kind of what Kevin and I look like, what's going on, find out how it, uh, how the sausage is made. You could uh, check it out on YouTube. Uh, the channel is Prepping Badass. Um, this video is probably going to be Principles of Self-Defense. Um, if you uh, watch the video and you see this cool banner behind Kevin that has our badass logo, uh, you can get cool gear like that. He's modeling it right now. You could uh, get cool gear like that at preppingbadass.com. Um, we have T-shirts and all kinds of fun things. Uh, also, uh, you can email us with questions, concerns, show topics, uh, preppingbadass at gmail.com. And if you enjoy it, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash preppingbadass. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Um, people keep telling me they're trying to sign up and not getting approved or I don't know what, I don't know. I approve anybody I see. I don't really care. I'm pretty easy going. So mm -hmm. I don't know what the deal is, but, uh, anything we see, we're working on it. Also, we did get a new shipment of patches. Finally, I blame Kevin. Um, and, uh, they are all sent out and you probably should be getting them right now. Um, unless maybe you live in Anchorage, Alaska, then I imagine it might take a little longer. Might take I don't know if bit, they have like yeah. dog sleds or whatever, how they get mail to you, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so if you're expecting a patch and you've been waiting for one and you feel you're entitled to one for whatever Patreon support, or if I promise something or who knows, then shoot us an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com with your address. And I would be happy to take care of you. Otherwise, uh, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Ooh.